Securities and financial planning offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Welcome to Planning for Win Financial Guidance in Life. I'm Kevin Pinkley. Today we'll be talking about retirement planning for business owners. And if you're not a business owner, I think you should stick around because I think there'll be some things that we cover that are relevant to you. But primarily, we're going to address the topic of retirement planning for business owners. And I I think it's important to start with, to lay the groundwork of, when we talk about business owners, what do we really mean? Because I I think people have interpretations or impressions of what a business owner is. And and being one myself and working with many business owners, I, I think I'd like to describe what business owners really are. And regardless of the type of business they're in or how long they've been in business, um, a business owner is someone who has decided to take a risk without a safety net. And what I mean by that is they've decided that um, they wanted to provide a service or a product or something along those lines, and they thought they could do it better than anyone else. And they don't have uh, someone to help them provide that service, meaning they don't have an employer. So they're assuming a lot of risk. And by risk, they have their own personal risk, business, uh, business risk to start the business. If they have employees, the employees are uh, relying on them. So I, I had one uh, client who's a business owner. When they decided to leave uh, the market and be an em- from being an employee to an employer, um, you know, there's certain uh, paperwork that someone has to provide depending on the type of corporation or, or entity they are. And, um, you know, that was done. And, and then when they went to bed that night, uh, he woke up the next morning and said, I now have no pay, uh, meaning I don't have a paycheck. Uh, I can't pay my uh, note on the house, on the business, on the car, provide for my family unless I make it happen myself. So in some regard, business owners are a little different, that they take that risk, they assume that risk, and to some degree, uh, how high or how far they go is up to them. And they're not relying on anybody else. And, and, you know, sometimes the term, the buck stops here, applies to business owners. So they've decided that, uh, you you know, it's that independent spirit. So it's no different than when people first came to this country and they set out on their own and they didn't know what tomorrow might be, but they decided that... um, the decisions that were going to be made and the plans and the way that they go about it was going to be up to them. So business owners, to a large degree, are very similar. And um, business owners, uh, a lot of time, um, they identify through the company. And regardless of uh, what type of company it is, um, they have attachment to that company. So there's not just a name up there. uh, they truly identify with the company, and at the end of the day, um, 
they're still the owner of that business, and they're constantly thinking about the business, how to grow the business, how to improve the business, how to be more efficient in the business. And that process uh, never stops. Uh, when they go to bed at night, they're thinking about the business. When they wake up in the morning, they're thinking about the business. And when I'm saying business, they're, what I'm including in that is obviously themselves, but they're talking about and they're thinking about their employees, their customers, their clients. And it's an all-encompassing process. And uh, when I mean they identify with that process, that's really truly who they are. And it takes a special kind of person to do that. Um, and some people are very good at it, and they're able to do that uh, for years and decades, and in some cases pass it on to, to uh, future generations and, and continue. So uh, in some degrees, it's a legacy that they want to provide. So um, when we talk about assuming all the risk, um, what happens along those lines is business owners – uh, in some regards, tend to take care of their needs last. And uh, sometimes it has to work that way because, you know, I had someone uh, when I was very young working for them, uh, they had an independent business, and I, and I asked him what it was like to be a business owner, and he says, look, sometimes we don't pay ourselves enough, and then sometimes we pay ourselves too much. And I think what he meant by that is that, Usually, um, regardless of what the payout looks like, that you're last in line because you have taxes to pay, you have payroll to pay, there's supplies, suppliers, costs of getting new customers in business. So um, it's natural that the business owner's needs are last. And when we're talking about retirement planning for business owners, I think naturally the retirement planning comes up last. So um, we, we, we talked about um, kind of what makes a business owner different, and we had talked about that a, a lot of reasons, the reasons why uh, business owners proceed uh, setting out on their own is they know they can make a difference and they can do something better than anybody else can do, and they don't want to work for someone else. Um, and um, some of the negatives with that is um, you're not on a clock, meaning you, you don't punch a, a, a time card. Um, and, and, and some people, and there's nothing wrong with this, that they work X number of hours a day and then they're done, and, and that's fine. Uh, usually the business owner uh, isn't tracking his hours or her hours because if they did um, – they, they would realize that they're always on the clock, if you will. And even when they're at lunch or, or talking with, with someone casually, they're, they're still either, um, if they're not doing it outright in the back of their mind, they're always focusing on the business. And um, so, as I said, the, the business owner usually uh, takes care of himself last. So... And by that, uh, sometimes the business owner will justify that by saying, well, at some point I'm going to sell the business, and that's when the windfall will take place. Or at some, and by selling it could be an outright sale 
or it could be that uh, someone, you know, in some type of buyout uh, buys a majority interest in the company and they're still around. So they're, in a lot of cases, thinking the payday is years from now, decades from now. And, and yes, you know, usually there's an income that they draw off the business. I mean, they have, they have to live just like everyone. But what um, the retirement planning or the rep- planning for when they no longer have the business is there tends to be a sale in mind. And sometimes those sales go the way they anticipate it. Uh, sometimes they don't happen at all. But I think one of the things that we do incorrectly as business owners is only rely on that sell of the business. And um, because sometimes that doesn't work the way uh, business owners think. Maybe the market changes. um, Maybe their product or service isn't in demand anymore. Maybe that person who is the primary driver of the business, the business owner, becomes ill. Um, maybe their priorities change, family changes, um, and they're not able to cash in on that sale at the, um, at the end of the time frame. And that time frame usually is uh, a very long time. Now, there are some entities where maybe there's a new startup and, and uh, they make a lot of money real quick and they find a buyer. I, 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 I don't think that we're talking about those types of people when we talk about business owners. We're, we're, we're talking about people who that's their life day in and day out. And um, uh, in, in most cases, it's something that they'll be doing for years or decades uh, and multiple decades. So um, when we come back, we're going to take a break now. But when we come back, we're going to talk some more about retirement planning for business owners once we've kind of laid the groundwork of what a business owner is and why they're a little different, and we'll talk about some solutions. So uh, stay with us. We'll be right back in a moment. Thank you. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5-106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Second Saturday Divorce Workshop provides unbiased information to help you understand your options and move forward with your life. This divorce workshop is for you if you are contemplating divorce, in the process of divorce, already filed for divorce, or post-divorce. You will explore the emotional, legal, and financial aspects of divorce from professionals who have guided others through divorce. For more information on this divorce workshop, contact SecondSaturdayWoodlands.com or call 832-375-0900. Welcome to Planning for Win Financial Guidance in Life. I'm Kevin Pinkley. Thank you for joining us. Um, We're going to continue talking about retirement planning for business owners. And as always, if you have questions for us, you can always reach out to us and contact us at 832-375-0900. That's 832-375-0900. So let's talk about what a lot of times business owners perceive um, 
at the end of when they're no longer going to be continuing with the business. Usually they expect some kind of sale of the business. And um, in some cases, there's no other need to consider other sources of retirement planning. And, and I think that maybe uh, needs to be improved upon. So sometimes we don't have a lot of choices, but um, when we can talk about other sources of retirement planning other than the sale of a business, I think that's a good idea. So um, one of the sources that we need to always consider is um, business owners, um, in most cases, are, are going to have um, Social Security that at a certain point uh, they'll be able to draw that. And depending on their age, um, it's aged based on when they'll able be able to draw uh, their Social Security. And um, there's pros and cons of selecting at a certain age, but I, I think um, for most of us, we need to keep that in the back of our mind that that is also a income uh, that at some point we've earned and we're due it. And when you get closer to that point, um, you, you just need to uh, reach out to Social Security and find out what that benefit is going to be. And then once you know what it is, then you can check it off the box and say, well, I know what that is. And uh, then you can move on. Now, in years past, um, especially for, for you know, uh, folks like myself and older, uh, you'll remember you used to get a, uh, uh, a packet in the mail that would explain your benefit based on a certain age and certain income requirements. And, and yes, those income requirements can change over time, but uh, it gave you an idea. And you know, I think when you get into your 50s and def definitely into your 60s, that you can contact Social Security um, either on the phone or online and get an estimate of what that benefit would be. And it takes your Social Security number, your birth date, and a little bit of other information, but it's not a long drawn out process. And they can outline to you different scenarios. For instance, if you draw Social Security at 62 or 67 or 70, what that might be. And uh, in most cases, um, you, you know, you're years away from that, but um, that helps with some of the planning that's gonna come along later. Um, to know what that number is and to know that it's X number of dollars a month. And um, it's just one of the first steps and then you check it off and then you're done. But um, I don't think it's a good idea that when you wait uh, later into your 60s or even in your 70s and not know what that benefit is. Um, because if you know a little bit about the information, you can decide when you want to elect that benefit and when you uh, would like to delay it. Also, um, if, if you're married and have a spouse, uh, they may have other benefits. So whether it's through uh, some type of pension plan they have, if they're employed outside of the home, uh, Social Security as well, um, different types of retirement, whether it's state, local, um, or federal, uh, have an idea of what those benefits are. And then that's kind of a, a building block, if you will, of what we know is going to happen, we just need to decide at what age uh, we elect that, and, and, and then it's done, and then you can move on. So d don't, don't, um, don't underestimate what that benefit could be, because um, 
sometimes we look at that as a monthly number and only a monthly number. And yes, the monthly number is important, um, but you need to look at it at an annual basis. And you also need to look at it as uh, over the rest of your estimated lifetime. And, and what tends to happen with very few exceptions is we tend to be around longer than we think we are. And that number, if we look at it as an annual number and look at it over many, many years and in cases many, many decades, that uh, ends up being a considerable number, a dollar value that you can use as you see fit. And then if you have a spouse, also that benefits that's there. So, and as a business owner, I think once you look at that number from yourself and if you have a spouse and look what that number is going to be in the future, Look at that in the way of income replacement, of uh, look at your business now and what it would take to replace that future pension benefit or Social Security or whatever it might be. And then I, I think when you look at it that way, you'll realize that it's a larger benefit than maybe you think it is. And I keep using the term benefit, and, and sometimes people use the term benefit. It's not an award. It's something that you earned, okay? So it's not something that's given to you. Um, and um, I, I never ran into anybody that um, later in life, after they've had those uh, that benefit or pension or whatever it might be, pay out for decades and decades. I've never heard anyone say, yeah, I never needed that, or I, or I don't need it, or I wish I wouldn't have had it, because it really adds up. So um, don't, um, don't think that uh, you're, you're alone, and the only uh, outcome uh, for some type of retirement benefit is the sale of your business. We're going to get to that in a moment, but benefits that are there that you probably don't consider or, or, or give much credit to or value are very important. Um, and it's important that as you get closer to the age and when you might be electing that benefit, you need to have a more detailed conversation with whatever entity is providing that benefit to know what the options are. Because uh, I'll use this as an example, TRS or Teachers Retirement System. You know, if you, if you visit with eight people who've retired from TRS, um, there's probably six different programs depending on when they started and when they left service and what age they are. So um, it's important to stay in touch and up to date and not just make a decision of, hey, I decided 20 years ago that I'm going to retire at this age and I'm going to go ahead and sign the paperwork and turn it in. So you need some heads up planning, if you will, and it's not very involved, but, you know, a few minutes here and there over the years is important. So uh, don't neglect that benefit. Um, well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue with retirement planning for business owners. Uh, visit with you in just a moment. Thank you. Saturday Divorce Workshop provides unbiased information to help you understand your options and move forward with your life. This divorce workshop is for you if you are contemplating divorce, in the process of divorce, already filed for divorce, or post-divorce. 
You will explore the emotional, legal, and financial aspects of divorce from professionals who have guided others through divorce. For more information on this divorce workshop, contact SecondSaturdayWoodlands.com or call 832-375-0900. Welcome to Planning for Win Financial Guidance in Life. I'm Kevin Pinkley. Thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to continue with retirement planning for business owners. And uh, if you'd like to reach out to us and ask us uh, some questions, you can always reach us at 832-375-0900. That's 832-375-0900. All right, so retirement planning for business owners. So let, let's talk a little bit about uh, the actual sale of our business. And that comes about uh, in a variety of ways. Uh, sometimes we've planned for it over the years, over the decades, and we've reached a point in our life when it's time to seek a buyer or a buyer approaches us. Um, sometimes it's a sale that maybe is unexpected, and we were thinking of a different time frame, but for whatever reason, it was the right time to sell or the wrong time to sell, but it was something that had to take place. And I think a lot of times business owners are so focused on running the business that how the sale of a business or the transaction or actually finding a buyer takes place is kind of... Um, left to the sidelines and a second thought. And it's easy to do when you're working 24-7, um, trying to keep your business profitable and growing and, and striving forward um, and meeting all the requirements of uh, your clients and your employees and then your household. So sometimes when business owners, maybe we're a little guilty of we think that uh, we'll put a for sale sign out front, sometimes literally, sometimes figuratively, and we'll wait for a buyer or someone approaches us. And they think that, you know, obviously the business has to be valued and there needs to be some type of agreement. But at the end of that, uh, paperwork is drawn up and there's a sale and uh, you receive uh, some type of payment and then there's new ownership there, either um, outright or over a period of time. And in, in some regards, that's the way the sale should work. But I, I think there's much more we need to look at because since um, as business owners, usually we don't sell businesses every day, um, that it's helpful to enlist some people who are involved in that process because the sell of a business is very different depending on the type of business you're in and how it needs to be structured for you as the business owner to benefit you. And when I mean benefit you, obviously I'm, I mean the terms of some type of compensation um, and the other requirements of how you exit, how the business continues, but, um, and I'll give you an example. So I was familiar with the situation where some family members had um, two separate businesses in different states. Let's just say they were uh, some type of manufacturing company. 
and one entity provided a service more on the commercial side and one provided a service more to the retail side. And I'm explaining this because they didn't compete against each other. They provided a different type of service and somewhat different type of product to different types of clients. Uh, But they were both run by the uh, same family. Two siblings ran uh, the business separately. It was a multi-generational business and had been around for decades and decades and decades. And then they had both decided about the same time that they were going to exit and sell the business. And one of the owners decided to sell the business outright, receive a check, and move on their way and enjoy a different uh, phase of their life, retirement, whatever that was going to look like for them. And even though they were compensated and the ownership was turned over to someone else, there were things that could have happened that didn't. And uh, one of of the things that wasn't considered in that first transaction is tax consequences to the business owner or the business. Um, The the business uh, was sold for roughly seven figures. There was a considerable taxable event that could have been avoided. And, you know, I'm not giving tax advice, but there are people that can be brought in that can help structure this sale um, that in this case were not. So, uh, you know, and these people and these entities are people we're familiar with and that we can recommend to business owners to meet their needs. So um, this first company was sold, considerable taxable event, and even though the initial sale price w- w- was uh, in the seven-figure range, taxes ate up a considerable amount of the sale of the property. Um, and frankly, the main reason that happened is the business owner decided that they didn't want to compensate anyone to help with that sale to structure it. And um, the end result is um, the nominal cost that it would have um, cost the business owner to provide for that service uh, was a nominal amount and, and, frankly, was penalized unnecessarily because it wasn't structured correctly. Now, the other sibling went a different route with the other business, and what they did is they sought expertise to people who are familiar with how to structure the sale of a business. Again, um, uh, a business that was sold uh, in excess of seven figures. Uh, But the way it was structured, um, the taxes were minimalized, and um, the bottom line was considerably larger than this person's sibling's um, sale. And... um, Yes, they had to compensate someone to structure that deal correctly, um, but it was well worth it. But, but you know, that's an example of you had two business owners, uh, and, you know, they're from the same family. They ran a similar type of business for decades and decades and decades, but the outcome wasn't the same. And um, in, in this case, uh, there weren't any underlying factors where that couldn't have happened for the first business owner to be compensated more and help reduce those taxes. Now, there's other examples of that um, other than just minimalizing taxes um, that, um, you know, um, some people are looking to sell a business um, but to still remain in the business. 
and maybe it's just some different position there. Maybe they're only involved in oversight of the business and not the day-to-day operations because I think when you talk to business owners, you'll find out that a lot of them, um, after a while, the headaches of the day-to-day operations, maybe they could leave that behind, but they would still like to be able to influence the oversight of the direction of the company. And with the proper help, um, that can be done. But, but it does, uh, in most cases, mean reaching out to someone who has that expertise and has done that hundreds of times, if not thousands of times, th- through their um, professional life or their company's um, uh, entity that uh, they reach out to business owners to help provide those services. So um, what I'm trying to emphasize is that um, most business owners have worked decades uh, growing their business, suffering with their business, prospering with their business, that when it comes time for the sale, um, you need to invest some time and it's going to require some money, but to find the right person to structure that deal for you. Because um, many cases, what's available to you and the outcome is going to be very different. Um, I'll give you another example. Um, had uh, someone uh, we were familiar with, um, the business had been in um, existence for about 50 years. Uh, it was on its um, second generation. Um, multiple, multiple family members worked there. Uh, they decided it was t- the time to exit. And um, they, like a lot of business owners, um, when something needs to happen, it's the business owner that makes it happen. So they're the driving force of that business. And sometimes as business owners, when we're talking about the sale of the business, we need to take a step back find the right people to assist in that transaction. And what these business owners did is, since they were very familiar with running a business, um, they reached out to a competitor to purchase their business. The competitor was all too happy to purchase the business. And since the business owners that were selling the business knew how to run a business, uh, they decided that when they looked at their competitor's business, they would know... Uh, right away if they were if that competitor was able to purchase their business and continue to run it um, because it was almost an owner finance type of agreement and um, so they all hopped into a vehicle drove across multiple states visited the competitor's business and as they said they opened our books to us uh, we saw uh, everything in relation to the company their finances and we were happy with it and they agreed to some type of arrangement where, where they were going to pay them a substantial amount monthly for a number of years. And um, they didn't reach out to someone to help structure that deal. Um, someone later in the middle of the process suggested that another entity needed to look a little closer at this competitor's business because since it was owner finance. Um, they were really assuming a lot of the risk. There was going to be initial payment, and then over many, many years, they were going to receive a monthly payment. But the competitor would be running their business. And if it worked, great. But if it didn't, the risk was the business wouldn't survive, and they would be left without a payment. 
So needless to say, they received uh, three payments, uh, three months' worth, and then the competitor's business crumbled. They weren't able to meet the agreement, So, which is tragic because um, what was found out later um, would have been discovered um, by the person that they hired to assist them literally within hours of, of first meeting with them. So um, business owners, you're very capable of running your business. Uh, you're very capable of selling your business. But literally having someone spend hours assisting you um, will make a big difference. If you'd like, you could reach out to us. We know who those people are and who those companies are. And uh, it's a reference point that you can use to see if it's someone that you want to have a conversation with to help assist you with that. So um, we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll continue with retirement planning for business owners. Be back with you soon. Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's Roller Derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast-paced, hard-hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Welcome to Planning for Win Financial Guidance in Life. I'm Kevin Pinkley. Thank you for continuing with us. Um, we'll continue with retirement planning for business owners. And as always, uh, if you'd like to contact us, uh, you can always call us at 832-375-0900. 832-375-0900. So... In summary, we talked a little bit about um, other sources of income in the future when business owners retire, whatever that may be, and that could be through different pensions um, or Social Security that's available to business owners and their spouses. We talked a little bit about the outright sale of a business, and now we're going to talk about actual retirement plans that could be available to business owners. And I re when I mean retirement plans... What usually is the structure is employees um, through their employer, if there's a retirement plan um, provided, uh, and there, in some cases there's not, but uh, sometimes there's a 401k or a similar animal, if you will, and uh, sometimes the employees contribute and maybe the employer contributes or not, but 
when it comes to the actual business owners, depending on the structure of the company and if they have employees and the number of employees and what state they're in, the different options for business owners to provide for their own retirement planning through some type of retirement account uh, is a little different. And some instances, it's a little more involved because it takes a little more forethought of what type of company do I have, what type of entity do I want to contribute to my employees as well as myself. So once those things are answered, the good news is there's a lot of plans available to business owners. And they can be plans that are just available to the business owner. And um, there are plans that the business owner can contribute to uh, as long, uh, along with contributing to the employees' uh, plans. So I think in, in some regards, there's more options for business owners than uh, what we would call employees. And in some cases, uh, there could be multiple plans that the business owner could set up. And uh, the good news is, in a lot of instances, the dollar amount that we can contribute to that plan, in some cases, is considerably more than maybe we could in a traditional IRA or a 401k for employees. Now, uh, the challenge is that as business owners, we have to make those contributions. And as we already know, in most cases, those contributions are after the fact, after rent gets paid, after taxes get paid, after payroll gets paid, after our household expenses get, get paid, uh, uh, suppliers, and so forth. But the good news is that if you don't already have a plan for yourself, then I think in a lot of instances it makes sense to go ahead and set that up. And the good news is if you haven't done it, um, yeah, you could reach out to us or, or others and um, help come up with a solution for you. And the good news is, regardless of your age, that uh, in a way, time is on your side. So the longer the plan is in place and the contributions are made, then obviously the more it benefits to you. And once it's in place, then um, it, it's just kind of second nature. And what I mean by is, if you don't already have a plan, um, Obviously, making contributions uh, comes last, but once the plan is in place, as I said, it becomes second nature so that when we're looking on a monthly or a quarterly basis or whatever it might be, or an annual basis, that when you start paying the phone bill and payroll and everything else that you need to pay, that you make a contribution to yourself. And the good thing is most of these plans are pretty flexible. So... Uh, in many cases, you have the benefit of deciding when you put it in, um, how much you put in. So it's not dictated to you that a certain dollar amount has to go in monthly or a certain dollar amount has to go in quarterly or annually. Um, you could uh, make contributions. Uh, many of the plans are flexible that uh, if you have a good year, you can make those contributions. If the year is not so good or, or outright bad, then you could skip a contribution. So, you know, all plans are different, but but in a lot of cases, they're flexible, meaning that just because you contributed two years in a row, you, you might be able to either skip that next contribution for that year or reduce it. So it's flexible. And um, I think if we really look at it, 
we'll find that business owners have a lot more solutions than employees. So when you're an employee, if a plan is available, you know, maybe it's one, maybe it's two different types of options that are there. Um, but business owners um, uh, have a number of options that are available, and I think you'll be happy once you find out what those types of options are, how much you can contribute. And, and, and then, you know, when we really get into the details, uh, some dollars, depending on your situation, could go in tax-free. Some of it are pre-tax. Some of it could go in after tax. So even within plans itself, there's different options of is it pre-tax or after tax. And then usually after we have a discussion with business owners that um, in a, in a, in a, in a uh, thought-out plan that you'll see that there's benefits to have plans that are pre-tax and after-tax. And, you know, with a more detailed discussion that could be had of how that benefits you as business owners and not just relying on one account. So uh, money going in pre-tax is great, but having that benefit of pre-tax along with after-tax, um, after a conversation, um, I, I think uh, most business owners will agree that, you know, the more solutions available to us, the better. Um, so... Um, again, the key thing is it has to be started. So, um, and, and the good thing is you can start the plan in a lot of cases, but when you fund it, it's up to you. It's on your time frame. So, for instance, um, the plan can be put together and it's there and that later you can contribute to it. And since we already talked about there's a variety of different plans or options out there, and some of them are more involved in, than, than others, meaning the paperwork. So some of the paperwork to implement the plan is very straightforward, and, and you know maybe it's a, a page um, document that needs to be signed, and then some of them are rather complicated, but, but there's still benefits for them. But um, don't, uh, don't think that uh, one plan fits everyone's needs. So um, you need to reach out and talk to someone that is familiar with the different types of plans and then tailor it to your needs on a personal level and on a business level because, um, you know, we, we said business owners identify as their business and as they should, I think, but we need to make sure that it benefits you and the business. And I think in most instances, it can be structured that it benefits you and the business and uh, you personally and you as the owner of the business. So um, uh, if, and I'll mention this now, you know, if you are visiting with someone and, and they only discuss one option, I, I, I don't know if you're hearing everything that you should. And what I mean by hearing what you should is there should be a number of solutions that could be discussed, and then you decide which one is best for you. But, um, um, you know, in most cases, uh, if you're only hearing one suggestion, I, I think you probably need to visit with someone else because there's multiple um plans out there and solutions out there. You just need to decide, once you have all the information, which plan works best for you. Um, so um, I think this will be a good point to take a break on uh, retirement plans for business owners. And after the break, we'll be right back. Thank you. 
Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at pathtoplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. Financial Guidance in Life. I'm Kevin Pinkley. We're going to continue talking about retirement planning for business owners, and thank you for joining us. Uh, you can reach us at 832-375-0900. That's 832-375-0900. All right, so let's continue. Uh, retirement planning for business owners. Um, Sometimes the retirement plan for business owners is to stay involved with the business, to not sell the business. And that may sound odd to folks who aren't business owners, but business owners many, many times, not always, but many times, as we said, identify with the business, they built the business, and they want to continue um, to profit, if you will, from the to, from their labor, from the and, and benefit from the and get fruits from their labor. So they don't want to sell the business and walk away. So in some regards, um, their position or responsibilities are changed, and um, I think that's a good thing for a number of reasons. So. Sometimes we hear people, um, and it's usually people who don't enjoy what they're doing, and they have a calendar either literally or in their head of when they're leaving, when they're retiring. retiring. And um, I think that's sad. Um, I, I think maybe a better solution is that they find something they enjoy, but... Um, Sometimes it's the makeup, peop, makeup of people where they go, I just don't want to work, and it doesn't matter where I work. Well, I think business owners, I, I don't know if our definition of work or if we even use that word uh, is the same as other people. So um, business owners usually don't refer to what they do as work. Uh, work to some people is a four-letter word, and that's fine. Um, but I don't think business owners look at it that way. Um, they built something, and in a lot of cases, when people build something, they don't want to walk away from it, and they want to continue with it. But but maybe at a certain point in their life or a certain age, they decide that my role here is going to be a little different. And um, I think that's great because... Um, I mean, you can see it in your own life. People that stay physically and mentally active 
obviously, regardless, uh, unless there's some something out of our control, tend to be a little healthier, a little happier, and a little more involved in society. And I don't, I, I think that's a good thing. So sometimes we hear the term, they're still working. Um, well, again, that goes back to, I, I think their definition of work is, is different. Uh, and maybe we don't even use that word. So maybe a business owner decides that, hey, the day-to-day headaches, uh, I'm not going to deal with that anymore, and I'm going to assume another responsibility or position, but I'm still going to get paid. And that, in some cases, is their retirement plan or their planning to uh, have their business that they grew over many, many years provide for them and their family in the future. And some businesses with continued work and help and support can do that for their life. And in many cases, um, if there's family involved, uh, provide that for the next generation. So um, I think I've heard business owners retire, uh, refer to it as, well, my pension, what we're calling a pension is someone continuing to pay them as long as they're alive. Well, their version of a pension is, I'm still going to be paid by this business, and there's different ways that that can be structured, Um, and I guess in some ways, uh, maybe even if they aren't involved, but I think a lot of business owners are going to want to be involved in in some regards, and um, that, I think, makes a lot of sense to a lot of business owners, that uh, they still have a purpose in life because, frankly... um, People, when we get to be older, uh, if we don't have a purpose in life, um, then, you know, we, we just see people um, mentally and physically and spiritually end up in despair um, because, and I'm not saying work needs to be uh, everyone's purpose um, or, or being part of a, you know, a, a company needs to be everyone's um, purpose in life. But, you know, if people retire and they don't have a purpose in life, whatever it might be, um, I mean, my experience has been that doesn't work well for people. And in many cases, um, they're not here for very long. So um, still being involved and just restructuring your position, I think, for a lot of business owners makes sense. And that can be, in a lot of cases, whatever you want it to be. Um, that uh, maybe you're just uh, taking longer vacations if you took vacations in the past. So it might be, hey, um, uh, you know, our business, uh, we were always outdoors, um, and in some cases that was good, but geez, I don't know if I want to spend the Texas summers outdoors anymore, and I'm going to go to someplace cooler for a longer period of time that I couldn't in the past, and then I'll be back um, based on the different seasons of the year. And I, I think that happens more than we really realize because, you know, uh, we have clients in Texas and, and clients up north in different states, and some of them say, you know what, um, I'm not going to be here in the winter anymore, and, um, uh, you know, I'm not going to deal with... Um, literally uh, 14 feet of snow during the course of the year. 
I used to enjoy it, but now I don't, and we spend uh, the winter somewhere else, and then I come back and uh, am involved in the business. Um, in some cases, the business owners uh, are more of an oversight. They're just there kind of to make sure things are running the way they're supposed to, kind of auditing the process or the business. And um, other than that, uh, someone's responsible for the day-to-day operations, and if it's going well, great. If not, then they get involved. Um, But they're not there um, physically or mentally um, for these long periods of of their normal business hours, days and nights. Um, In some cases, they restructure it towards where um, I'm more of working solely on growing the business, and I'm not involved in the day-to-day operations. So, or it could be the opposite. You know, maybe they like the day-to-day operations, but um, in a lot of cases, business owners don't want to sell the business, and there's nothing wrong with that. And um, in some cases, it's not the right mix to sell the business. Maybe they can't receive what the business is actually worth, or find someone that will make that payout, and um, their compensation will be much more drawn out over a period of time. Uh, in some cases, it's because maybe there's a family member there that's going to uh, take the helm and continue the business, but um, the older generation still needs to be involved. So uh, I think more and more people are looking at Um, We want the business still to be there, to still have longevity. We just restructure how we're there. And I think when that's done, it's done, uh, can be done correctly. Obviously, it's hard to replace that business owner, and in some cases it's very hard. Um, And that's why they're still there there, there for oversight that things don't get out of control and then the business ceases to exist. So they're involved enough to know uh, if something needs to be corrected before it's a serious problem. And by I mean serious problem that the business isn't there and then their compensation isn't there. Um, So, and um, the reality of it is if it's not structured where they're still drawing some type of compensation uh, on a business. The business owners that, in a lot of cases, do sell their business, in in some cases, we find that they start another business. Uh, In some cases, it's just because they wanted to, or frankly, they they got bored, um, so they needed something else. So um, whatever makes sense to the business owner is fine. It's just um, I think it's helpful for business owners to know that there's, in most cases, multiple sources of income. You need to know what they are, what they could be, add them up, and then there's a comfort level because um, what tends to happen with business owners is we're working, working, working every day, and then, you know, five years has passed and 20 years has passed. And then sometimes we look up and go, wow, um, the last 20, 30, or 40 years went really fast. Um, hadn't thought a lot about retirement or what that might look like, and maybe I missed some opportunities. So there, there's times there to have those conversations with people of how it can be structured, what's the best structure for you, and if you'd like, we'd be happy to have that conversation with you. 
And in some regards, we can help with that. And in other processes, we bring in the needed professionals that are there. So I wanted to thank you for your time today. Um, you can always join us for Planning for Win Financial Guidance in Life here at Lone Star Community Radio the last Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. And in the meantime, if you'd like to reach out and call us, you can do that at 832-375-0900. And thank you for joining us. Have a good day. Securities and financial planning offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing.